0: You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. Oh, it's just good to be back. It's good to be here. You know, you get to, amen. You know, I love my family and they're all precious and it's wonderful to be there and I was glad. But I tell you, it's just, it's just, uh, I like being home and I like being where I'm at. I like Harvest Bible Church, so it's a good thing. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 9. I'm going to share some things that, uh, you know, just really in my heart, and then I've got, I mean, there's a lot of things that we're stirring, but uh, uh, this just kind of was the one thing I, I think for tonight, and then I've got a, something for uh, Sunday already, so I'm really believing for good things there, but... Uh, Aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us and shows us? I'm so glad for the word of God. Hallelujah. You know, the thing about this is is that aren't you you glad that uh, it's not just what we know, but it's who we know? Amen. Amen? God didn't want to just give us knowledge of some things. He wanted to give us his spirit of some things. Remember, Jesus used to say this to the, the Pharisees when they would come and say, Well, the scripture says this. And he would say, That's what the scripture says. Now let me tell you what it means. And he would tell them and get that. And so, my title tonight is The Spirit of. And it's going to be kind of a unique thing because here in Luke chapter 9, and look at verse 51. It says, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face, and they went and he entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. He was just, you know, that's where he was headed. And so, and when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, Will thou that we right now command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elijah did? (laughs) They must have been reading the old covenant, read that, hey, Elijah got to call fire down from heaven. Hey, can we call fire down and consume these guys? You know, and, and Jesus says this. He says, but he turned and he rebuked them and he said, you do not know what manner of spirit that you are of. He said, for the son of man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. The verse that I want to get is verse 55 because it says, you do not know what manner of spirit that you're of. How many you know sometimes we can be of not of a right spirit? (laughs) We can not have the right attitude, you know, and that's why it's called the spirit of because you need to understand God told us that we're supposed to have the spirit of certain things in our lives. And what that means, we're supposed to have that attitude, we're supposed to have that heart. Amen. I, I know that all of us in it, we'd like to have called fire down on some folks. You know, I mean, you, I mean all of us have those kind of folks and we're thinking, hey, here's you have." You know, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 23 says to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I mean, the Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says that we need to renew our mind. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why is it so important? Because we need to know our heart attitude determines our receptivity. How many of you are not going to get anything you don't believe? <laughs> you got to believe. The whole Bible is based on faith. The whole Bible is based on and, and, and doing the actions of what God says. Amen? The whole Bible is understanding what the Word of God says and how to handle uh, uh, what He says and apply it to our lives. Amen? In fact, go with me if you go to Romans chapter uh, 1 and verse 21. I'm going to read that to you out of, out of the New Living. I brought my King James out because that was the, the one that was, uh, I wanted to teach out of tonight. But I want to share this with Romans chapter 1 out of the New Living. Hallelujah. And uh, it's good that uh, this thing has all of those things there. So Romans chapter 1, verse 21, out of the New Living Translation, says this. Verse 21 says this. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. Sounds like our society today. Since they begin to think up what God was like, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. How many of you know we got a lot of folks that are dark and confused? Amen? We have that. Because people, they knew God, but they didn't want to worship him as God. Amen? They didn't want to say, hey, what well God you know, Everybody wants to have their own interpretation of the Bible. And when you try to do that, what happens is, is that you can take the Word of God and, and, and make it go so that, you can, that your life's okay. Amen? But the Bible has the things we've got to line up our life with the Word of God to get the benefit of the Word of God and to get the blessings of the Word of God. Amen? And so, when we talk about the spirit of, they were in the wrong. He says, you do not know what spirit you're of, which means you were in the wrong spirit. You wanted to call fire down, consume these folks. He said, no, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to give life. Amen? I mean, Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So I want to give you some things that you're supposed to have the spirit of. Amen. So Romans chapter eight, verse two, you can go there if you'd like, or you can just, I'm just going to quote it to you. Romans chapter eight and verse two says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So the first thing you're going to have when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get the law of the spirit of life. Just like I said, John 10, 10, said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Amen. Life and life more abundantly, amen? amen? You need to understand the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus means when you get born again, there is a life force that's there. You get passed from death unto life, the Bible says. You get out of the kingdom of darkness and then you get into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah, because you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. Amen. Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you have? Amen. You take hold of the truths of the word of God because that's the spirit that we're supposed to have. You know, Christians ought to have a spirit of life about them. And if you don't, it's because you're looking at the wrong things or you're allowing what the enemy's doing. Amen. And we give up too easily. Just like I shared, you know, I shared concerning my mom, who's you know what's happening. I said, "Listen, mom, we're not going to fight against anything. We're going to have life. If you get yeah, we're going to come against this. Yeah, we're taking authority over it. But here's the key: you just need to have life. Don't think about anything else but just living life and living life and enjoying what God has. Whether it's two more weeks, whether it's two months, or whether it's two years, or whether it's however long. But we're going to let you have life. Let's defy all the odds if you want to." Amen? But let's have life. Let's live life to its fullest. You know, because what happens is is that we have a tendency to look at all of what we don't have instead of looking at what we do have. We have a tendency to look at all that's coming against us instead of all that's with us. They that are with us are far greater than they that are against us. Amen? I mean, if we could just open up our spiritual eyes and be like Gehazi, Elisha's servant, not Elijah, but Elisha's servant. Remember, he had all of these armies coming against him, and, and he goes and he says, Elisha, man, there's a host of armies. And Elisha says, There's more that be with us than are against us. And of course, Gehazi is counting one, two. And he's counting the thousands that are out there, and he's thinking, He's lost his mind. I know he's crazy. But, and what did Elisha say? Elisha says, Lord, open his eyes. And he opened his spiritual eyes to see and he saw the hills full of the army and the angels of God and chariots of fire. And then he was like, woo-hoo, yes! Yes. Amen? If we could see what takes place. But see, the law of the spirit of life gives us life. See, that's why people look at you like, well, how come you're not this or that? It's because there's life in us. Even in the facing of death, death is an enemy. But death for the Christian, we know that we have eternal life. We know that we're going to get to see them again. We know that, glory to God, they may put off this body, but this body is going to be made new. Yes. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Yeah, we're going to miss them. But you have to understand, there's still life there. Amen? So you've got to have the spirit of life. We ought to be the ones with life. We are the ones giving life away. Amen? Amen. Giving life away every day. Also, John chapter 14, verse 17 Jesus began to speak to his disciples. He said, you need to understand the spirit of truth. See, what spirit of? The total message is the spirit of. You need to understand. You need to have the spirit of life, and you need to have the spirit of truth. John 14, 17, out of the New King James says this, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. It's amazing to me how many Christians go to the world to find knowledge. And to find, and it's okay to get knowledge, but you can't find truth there. Amen. Anybody that's not saved doesn't know truth. See, we all get we all get crazy about that. So, well, you just think you're special. You guys just think you're. No, listen, the Spirit of truth. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said this. Okay, You see he said this. John fourteen seventeen. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So if they don't believe in Jesus, they don't accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. They don't have truth. I don't care what they're saying. They might know a lot of facts. See, but you know the truth. That's why if something's said or something's done and it doesn't set or it doesn't seem, it's like, well, I just don't, you know, I know the truth about what God's speaking. So people get real upset about that, but it's not that. It's because we've got the spirit of truth. Now, we don't have the attitude, God, kill them. See, we can't call fire down from heaven. That's not what we can do, okay? Remember, we can't have that attitude. That's not good, okay? We can't have the attitude, oh, I'm better than you. Because the only thing that makes us better than them is Jesus. See, the only thing that makes us better, the only thing that makes truth in it is because we've been born again, because we accepted Jesus Christ. As the only, so, But we know the truth that so we don't have to be deceived. When you know the truth, you don't get angry at anybody. You don't, when they're all upset and mad and frustrated at you, you don't get mad back because you know the truth. They can't help but act that way. Amen. You know, people are going to act. They're going to act in different ways. They're going to respond in different ways. But we've got to know that when you know the truth, hallelujah. When you understand the truth, let me read that scripture again. It says this, that, you know, that the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. We thank God he's in us because in John sixteen thirteen, he said this, Jesus said this. He said, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak of his own, on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Amen. Aren't you glad we know the end? We read the back of the book. We win. We know where we're headed. We know what we're doing. And we know that God, that's why we're not surprised about all the things that are going on. And we need to be ready. We need to be ready to give an answer to everyone that, that asks, you know, the hope, of the hope that's within us. We need to be ready to just share it's because of Jesus Amen. and the love of Jesus. And, and we can't give anybody revelation. God has to do that. The Holy Spirit has to do that. Amen? How many of you know the whole world, it's an untruth, it's a truth-untruth battle? So when you know the truth, you have peace. When you know the truth, you have joy. Even in the midst of chaos. I mean, it's been quite a week for us, all kinds of things that have happened. I mean, it's been quite, actually, two weeks, you know. I mean, and and I have to laugh at the enemy because he just thinks if he keeps piling it on, he's going to try to wear us down. How I many you know he tries to wear you down? Yeah. Amen? But you know what? We always win. Because we just keep rising up to the occasion. We keep taking hold of the truth of the word of God. And we let what God's word do in our heart that changes us. Amen? Amen. We, we have to. We have to take hold of this. We've got to maintain a heart of compassion, a heart of love for the word of God and for people. It's amazing if you get mad, oh they did this. I say, you know what? Who cares what they did? Hallelujah. Let's just do what God says to do. You can't stop what people do. You can't stop the reactions of everybody else. You just can stop how you react to it. Amen. Hallelujah. He goes on to say in Ephesians chapter four that or in Ephesians chapter one, excuse me, about a spirit of wisdom. Because Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Man, aren't you glad that you got wisdom, that you know how to operate in the realm of the spirit, but that God's the one that shows you what to do and how to do it and where to do it. Amen? Shows you what to do, when to do it, because he's going to show you thinking, man, aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit? He'll make you a genius. He'll help you, he'll strengthen you, he'll show you, he'll just cause life to flow from you. It's amazing what God, I mean, First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 says that, that Jesus was made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, amen? He was given that to and he made that for us so we could walk in that. But you have to that. But see, what does he mean by a spirit? A spirit of wisdom and the spirit is the attitude of. So you got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So that means you got to be renewed in and a fresh mental and spiritual attitude of glory to God. God's got me. He's going to hold me. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. He's going to take hold of me. Man, the future is so bright, even though the world is all crazy. Amen. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You know there there are, there are crazy things going on in the world. You know that, right? There are so many things going on. I mean, Jesus is getting ready to return, and he could return any time, and so you got to be ready. We know that the rapture of the church is signless, but the second coming is tons of signs. Amen? Do you know, for the amount of scriptures that talked about Jesus coming, there are twice as many scriptures that talk about him coming again. Did you know that? So he gave us all of these signs and all of these things, and he told us all of this stuff. Why did he do that? So we'd be ready. So we could tell everybody that they'd be ready. Amen? He might have, he came, you know, in a lowly manger, but the next time he comes, it's going to be with a big bang. <laughs> Amen. I mean, how do you know all about the UFOs that they're letting all the information and they're doing all that stuff? You know why they're doing all that? It's because we're all going to vanish. And when we vanish, everybody's going to go, whoa, the UFOs got them. <laughs> when they are, they can they're not going to be able to explain it, they're not, they're not going to know what happened, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, only those that have ever heard are going to say, well, it could be that, but I don't know, I didn't believe that, but hey, you know, because we are, we're going to be, you know, it's what it is, it is what it is, hallelujah, glory to God, amen, I mean, we, we see these things here, but we need to grab a hold of it, and here's the wonderful thing, too, you know, in James chapter one, he said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You know, when you need wisdom, okay, Lord, what do we need to do? How do we need to handle this? How do we need to do this? What do we need to do? Thank God when you ask God for wisdom, he'll give it to you. He'll show you things. He'll do that. Now, I do want you to turn here. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Hallelujah. You can probably quote that to me, many of you, but that's okay. It's always good to look at the word of God. You know, the Lord really checked me on some things here. I was talking to a friend of mine. And he actually shared this with me and it just really exploded on the inside. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. But here's what he said. And he said, and he got it from somebody else, which is cool, but he said, listen... Because he was talking about things not happening in our lives. And I, you know, because I was talking about, you know, we quote scriptures. I mean, I quote scriptures. I know a lot of scriptures. I've been reading my my Bible for many, many years. So I was quoting scriptures, sharing things, meditating on what I know, what I see. And, uh, but here's what he said. He said, listen, in Proverbs chapter four, when it says this, it says, my son, attend to my word or attend to my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Amen. You know, he says, for those that find them, you know, find health and medicine and everything. And it says, guard your heart. And and he said, you know, you're you're memorizing, you're quoting, you're sharing. He said, but just the memory of that steak that you ate last week, does that benefit you this week? Did you eat of it just because you remembered it? Just because you talked about it? (laughs) <laughs> he said, you know, in Proverbs chapter four, when it says that, it says, you got to look at it. You got to see it. So man, it changed everything. I thought, you know what? That's it. I got to look at the word of God, see the word of God and put it into my, I got to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. So I got to look at it, see it and do it. Yes. It's great to, to quote it and to say, cause your ear needs to hear it. But if it's not working, then the problem is, is you're not feeding yourself because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come by the memory of the word of God. Amen? I got checked on that one. Because, you know, I quote, I say, I do, and I do all that a lot. I do that all the time. But just because I remember how good it was doesn't mean that I'm eating today. I got to look at it. That's why you got to read your Bible every day. Amen? You got to look at it. You got to see it. You got to hear it. You got to take hold of it. Grab a hold of what it is. Hallelujah. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 7, he said this, for God... Hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Back up to verse 6. It says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Stirring up the gift of God. Because God's not given us a spirit of fear. He's not given us a spirit of timidity. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Why? He's given us a spirit of power. He's given us a spirit of love. He's given us a spirit of a sound mind. Aren't you glad that you can think Right? Hallelujah, that you have a sound mind, that you think in line, and you know how to do things and, and uh, uh, you know, understand what the Word of God says, but also understanding the signs of the time. But let's just talk about a spirit of power. He said, you know, after that the Holy Spirit's come upon you, you shall receive power, dunamis, power, hallelujah, amen? God gave us his power. His glory, amen, His strength, even that we be strengthened on the inside of us. Hallelujah. But He's given us that. He's given us a spirit of power. Then He gave us a spirit of love. Aren't you glad that everything we do, the Holy Spirit, everything we do in Christianity is marked by the love of God? It has to be. If it doesn't cause you to love people more by your revelation of the word of God, then it's not a revelation from God. Sorry, it's not. Why? Because God is love. And God said, this is how all men will know that you're my disciples if you actually love one another. That's the hardest thing in the world to do. It is. It's okay to love those that are agreeing with you, submitting to you, and doing what you told them to do. It's when they don't submit to you, when they don't agree with you, and they won't do what you tell them to do. And you still got to love them. And then those that persecute you and those that despitefully use you that you're supposed to pray for and love. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean you give in. You just got to pray for them. You got to stand up. Because see, love always speaks the truth. Amen. See, that's why Paul prayed. In Ephesians chapter 3, for a spirit of love, in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 and 19, he said that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, and that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. When you understand how much God loves you, it's easy to reach out and love others. But he wanted us to be rooted and grounded in that love. And that's the power. We have a spirit of love. See, that's why we're always believing the best of everybody. Amen? It just is. Now, what does it mean to have a spirit of a sound mind? It means you bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You bring into captivity every thought. Every thought. say, well, how can I do that? With the word of God. It captures those thoughts. Like if you have a, let's, I used to do this when I was, you know, uh, you know, younger and stuff, used to have a temper. It used to also, any kind of, you know, words that would come out of my mouth. And so I said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do that. I can't say that. So when any kind of a thought or a word would try to come out of my mouth, I found a scripture that said, I will let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Amen? It's Ephesians 4.29. So I got that. So every time that thought came, I'd say that scripture out loud. Now, I said that scripture out loud probably 52 times a day because I was working construction with a bunch of guys that, if you know, every other word was, uh, you know, a familiar word that all of you know. But they can't talk without that word. Okay? and I was running a nine-man crew and all nine of those guys were not saved and all nine of them, man, they, you know, they discussed cussed and they just, you know, did everything and so, you know, it, it's easy to get caught up in it and the f- bad thing about it is is that they don't think you mean what you say unless you cuss them out. I mean, they, they don't, they, and they don't even think anything about it. They don't even, I mean, I don't even think they knew they were what they were saying but I'd have to tell them, listen, I actually mean what I say when I say it I don't have to cuss you. I don't have to call you any name. I don't to do anything. And I can remember they were, one of the guys, and he was, he had, he had a lot of issues. I mean, he used to go sell his blood for lunchtime so he'd get money to go buy more wine to feed him. And so, but he was a good carpenter. Anyways, so just had to watch him. But, uh, he, he said, he said, you say that scripture a lot. I said, I have to. Because you caused me to have to say that scripture a lot. Amen. See, you, you, get through, you find what the word of God says, and it's not just, because if you try to just not think it or not do it, the devil will beat you up. The only way to stop thoughts from coming into your head is by you speaking with your mouth. But don't speak what you're thinking. That's, that's what gets everybody in trouble. You know, the Bible says, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a saying in the world that says, before your tongue is in motion, make sure your brain is engaged. Now, that's the worldly thing. But in Christianity, before your tongue is in motion, make sure your heart's hooked up to it. Because you won't violate your heart. Most of the time, we talk out of our head and it's, it, we get dumb. It just gets, gets us all crazy. It gets us all messed up. He, Romans 12, 2 says, you got to renew your mind to the word of God. Because he's given us a spirit of a sound mind which means we've got to be renewed in the spirit of our mind, which means that we can think right when everybody else is thinking wrong. Amen? We should be the ones that can handle it. We shouldn't be the ones that fall apart. Amen? We should be the ones that can handle that, can rise up and say, Here's what we're gonna do. You know, that doesn't mean that we don't weep, that doesn't mean that, you know, that we don't have to fight the thoughts in our mind. But praise God, we can bring into captivity. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse five says, Bring it into captivity every thought. Bring it into captivity every thought. Hallelujah. You can do that. Every thought. You can. So it says, Well, oh, man, I'll be saying scriptures only. I know, that'd be good for you. Change your thinking. It changes your whole thinking, your whole process. Listen, you've got to think in line with the Word of God because we've got to have a spirit of a sound mind. And I could stay here and really, because this is where we need to stop looking and hearing all the voices and all things are coming. We need to know that the world is just going to be doing what it's doing, but we got to focus in that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Amen? Jesus is coming, and we need to live our lives. Looking for him to come but and still live our lives on the earth with joy, with a spirit of life, with a spirit of truth, amen, How did he, with a spirit of power and a spirit of love and a spirit of a sound mind, amen, we are the ones that we are the salt of the earth, we're the ones preserving everything, we're the one that's going to bring back the king but we're also the one that's going to have a great harvest, the power of, of the word of God, the power of, of the spirit of God, amen. We see that. We see God's hand, his plan, his purpose. Amen. Now, here comes my best one. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. You know, because this one here, this is one of my wonderful, I just love this one here because it's the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. We all got to have a spirit of faith. How many know that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? And uh, so the spirit of faith can only be fed by the word of God, which simply means this, is that you've got to look on it. You know, so I just, and I thank God I can look on it and see it and read it, you know, instead of just quoting things, but reading the word of God and not looking at the memory of it. But glory to God, I'm feeding today. I'm going to eat that steak today. Amen. I'm going to eat that that food today. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 13 says, but we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. See, the spirit of faith means you got a voice. How do you know that we have to have a voice? We have to declare truth. We got to declare righteousness. We got to declare what the Word of God says so that it can bring some sanity to the world. Yes, amen. amen. We have to do that. We need it. See, there's a big difference in having a spirit of faith and then knowing the subject of faith. See, God didn't want to just give us knowledge of, he wanted to give us a spirit of, because that's where the life, because you believe in it and you take hold of it and you have an idea, this is what it's going to do, it's going to work. Why? Because I believe what the word of God says. Amen? It's taking hold of and it changes everything in our lives. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because you got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Remember, I read Romans 121 that says, yeah, they said they know God, but they did not worship God as who he was. That's you know, one thing. To say, yeah, yeah, I believe there's a God, but I ain't letting them do anything in my life. Some I mean, of you know that the Bible doesn't do any good. Jesus Christ doesn't do any good unless you believe it, unless you act upon it, unless you put it into practice. How I many of you know you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you never apply it, it doesn't work. You can know how to do everything, but you can just sit there and do nothing. <laughs> Amen? I mean, we know people like that. They just know everything. They know something about it. They can talk to you about everything, but they do nothing. You ever know people like that? I mean, they know everything. You know, all crazy things that nobody really, you know, it's like, it's nonsense, but they know everything. They know about it. It's like, oh my gosh, you know something about everything, but you're sitting here doing nothing. It's amazing to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. He goes on to say this. And go go with me if you would over to First Peter chapter four and verse fourteen. They can put it up on the screen there if they haven't been doing it. But it'd be good. First Peter four fourteen says this because God wants to get us. And we're also supposed to have a spirit of glory. See, I've talked to you about all these things: spirit of faith, having you know, and and, and having the spirit of life, spirit of truth. Amen. They say you're having a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind and having a spirit of faith. Why is it all? So that we can really have a spirit of glory. And what do I mean by glory? That's not glory like, oh, look at me, I'm so great. Spirit of glory is that when people see us, they're supposed to see Jesus in us. And they're supposed to see the presence of God. They're supposed to see, glory to God, that we're seeing how great heaven is. In 1 Peter chapter 4, you know, in verse 14, it says, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, that means if you're being persecuted because you're a Christian, happy. Happy. You're happy when somebody gets mad that you pull out your Bible. You're happy when they hear you praying and they're mad at you. Amen. Amen. Happier for the spirit of glory... And of God rest on you. See on their part he's evil spoken of but on your part he is glorified. God loves it when you get persecuted. Thank you for your overwhelming response. But you're at, why? Because if you want a spirit of glory is that it, listen they ridiculed Jesus. They didn't want anything to do with him. They went in. Did you ever read about how all of the apostles died? Do you know they all died a a martyr's death? They were all either they got their heads chopped off, or they were crucified on a cross, or they were beaten to death. The only one that lived his whole life out was the Apostle John, and he got boiled in oil and he got exiled to an island. And he got off of that and he lived his days out, you know, in Ephesus there after he got off the island of Patmos, wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and everything. But, you know, uh, he's the only one. But he was ridiculed, beaten. I mean, all kinds of things. He he just couldn't kill him. Yeah, all of them. All of them died, you know, uh, a, a martyr's death. They all got killed for the gospel. Yeah, isn't that a joy? Doesn't that make you just want to be an apostle? <laughs> just want to be one of Jesus, you know, want to make up those things. Well, but, you know, and that's the thing that makes Christianity probably the greatest thing in the world, is that you've got guys who died for their faith. We've got people now who will die for their faith because they want and believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, as Christians, we need to realize, wow. Because he said, if you were reproached, For the name of Christ, happy are you. For the Spirit of glory and of God rest on you. The Spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. Amen. I mean, all of us, when we stand before Jesus, we want Him to say, Well done. We don't want Him to say, Well. (laughs) Let me see here. Just because you hit 92 likes on this picture does not make you get to come into heaven. Amen? And you know, it's when you're living your life in light of these things, and when you have this attitude, life can be fun. Life should be enjoyable, and you live life to its fullest. Amen? We take hold of the word of God, and it changes everything. Hallelujah. And the very last one is God wants us to have a spirit of prayer. Amen. He does. He wants us to have an attitude and a heart to crying out to God because the art of prayer and the art of coming before God, you know, we're resurrecting that at Harvest Bible Church. We've been doing that. I mean, I've always done that. We've always been praying, but now we've got a whole emphasis that we're doing it even more so and getting answers because God answers our prayer. You got to believe that. Say, well, you're praying, how are you going to do this, you know, uh, concerning, you know, my mom and and what's going on there and what's happening. But, uh, you know, that doesn't stop me from believing God for her healing, for the miracles, the signs and the wonders. I'm trusting the Lord. That's all. I'm not the healer. He is, but I'm the believer. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, because he told us. He told us to pray with all manners of prayers. Amen. He told us to intercede. He told us to take hold of the word of God. And he told us to, to supplicate for all saints or to intercede into earnest and to heartfelt and desire. I mean, James five sixteen says, you know, says for us to confess our faults one to another, or confess our sins one to another. The King James says that we may be restored to a spiritual tone of heart and mind or we may be restored. He also said that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Amen it makes tremendous power available. When you take hold of the word of God, the Holy Spirit takes hold together with you. And we can't let fear grip us. And we can't let age define us. Don't let that. Don't let that. That's what I had to tell my mom. Say listen, no, no, no. Here's the key. If you don't want to fight, fine, go home. But if you don't, you know, don't sit here and just give up, but if you want to fight, fight. Let's do this. And so she decided, okay, let's do this. Amen. But, you know, the battle's not over. But the thing about this is let's live. Let's take hold. Let's at least do our part. Let's give God a chance. Because here's the thing about it. If you don't get anything I'll hit your neighbor right now. Get this one right here, okay? <laughs> Tell them. listen, wake up. It's all good, okay? Your attitude toward yourself is the most important thing in your life. Because it's going to hold you in a significant place, Hallelujah. that... Allows you to grow in the kingdom of God or to not grow it allows you to receive or not receive How you treat you how you look at you How you think God looks at you is going to determine how you receive from him If you think God put it on you then you're done If you think God's allowing this then you're done if you don't know that it's an enemy arrayed against you, that the devil is the one to kill, steal, and to destroy, God's the one that brings life. God's the one that brings joy and peace. You know, if you don't understand that God is good and the devil is bad then you're in trouble. And if you look at yourself and say, yeah, but I know me and I know what I did. I know how lousy I know what I was. Yes, we all know how lousy you are. But that doesn't mean God doesn't want to forgive you and love you and encourage you, okay? I know how lousy I am. I know what I haven't done and what I should have done and all these things here. But that's where grace comes in. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because if God was looking for perfect people, all of us would be done. He's looking for just messed up people like you and I. And here's the thing. I wrote this down because, you know, I have to always grab myself too. Am I receiving my mental stability from Christ and the Holy Spirit or am I receiving all things, my thoughts of past failures, my thoughts of present difficulties, or my thoughts of what's going to happen in the future and worrying about that? I mean, am I going to say, wait a minute, I'm going to get all of my stability, my mental stability, my soulish, my mind. Because how many of your mind can run rampant? It can run wild. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, first thing that we did, Pam and I, with my mom, we went in and we anointed with oil and we prayed the prayer of faith over according to James, you know, five thirteen and 14 says that there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and they'll anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if they've committed any sins, they'll be forgiven. So we got that right off the bat. And then we said, okay, now I got to get you to agree with me. I got to get you to, what do we know? We're going to take authority over the lies of the enemy. We're going to take authority over this thing. Let's, let's do this. And then thank God, you know, to do the natural things. But we got to get your spirit full of life because if you want to die, you can die anytime you want to. Believe it or not, folks, you can if you want to, if you've ever been to that place. But then you got to decide. Is that going to be good? Am I going to go up and stand before Jesus and say, I just decided to check out. It's too hard. I didn't want to do anything you said anymore. I just done. I don't want to get up to him and say, you know, yeah, you got here, but you missed out on all this. I don't want him to show what I could have had. I don't want to see your door. Number three was yours. I said, whoa, man. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to be able to open that door while I'm here. Amen. So, you know, you can, you know, and we've always got to check ourselves, what manner of spirit are we? Cuz how I mean, you know, you can get like you can get mad at everybody else around you. You can get frustrated, you can get upset. But you got to let the Holy Spirit inspire you. You got to let the Holy Spirit give you revelation. Amen. And you got to let the Holy Spirit manifest what he wants to manifest in your life. And then you got to allow the Holy Spirit to operate through you. Amen. That's what he wants to do. He wants to touch our lives. He wants to do some things. Hallelujah. Because here's the key. He is producing everything in you. He has given everything in you. Hallelujah. And he's, he's creating and forming everything in you so that you can succeed. Because he wants to succeed on the inside. You know, you've, you've heard me humorously say this. That, you know, we're, the golden rule is love your neighbor as yourself. The problem is, man, the whole world hates themselves. I'm gonna get you before you get me. That's what I'm. I gotta do because I don't like me. And if you're like me, I better get you first. Because you know, I mean, most of their people's prayers. My name's Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. You know, <laughs> and then they go out and try to get. But that's not what it is all about. We're supposed to be giving, not getting. It ain't. Because here's the key: you'll always find that the moment of victory is the moment that you believe. So, you're not going to get anything you don't believe. And you always got to guard your heart. You always got to check your attitude. You got to say, What spirit am I of? When you want to call down fire. When you want to say, God, just get them. Lord. But there is good scriptures in the Bible. It says, Lord, reward them according to their deeds. I know how to get around it. It's good stuff. Lord. But you got to make sure you're not, you know, you got to be nice. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Good thing we're closing on this. All of a sudden you're like, yes, tell me more. How can I get this person? No, you can't be getting that person. But here's two. God honors your movement. God honors when you, when you trust him with his word. God honors when you take steps to do things, okay? See, we've got to, God will meet you, but you've got to get people to believe. And got to, you'll always find that victory is the moment when you open the door to your heart to believe. So let's believe. And let's keep the right spirit. Let's keep the right, and let's take all, and that's where you, when something happens, you've got to go, okay. I don't have a spirit of fear. i got a spirit of power and of love and of a sound man. I've got power to overcome this, and I've got the love of God. that's cheddar brought in my heart. I can God's love can enable me to endure this. Hallelujah. And now I've got the power, spirit of a sound mind. I know how to work this thing through. And God's given me the spirit of faith, hallelujah, to receive from him all that I need to receive, and it's a blessing. Why? Because it's all for the spirit of glory. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you tonight. Thank you for these amazing folks that are here. Thank you for all those that are watching. So precious, so valuable. Lord, we honor you for that. We love you. We praise you and thank you because you're the one that continues to remind us of what we have in you. You continue to remind us of who we are, what we have, and what we can be. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. And, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for every person that's here. Our heart's desire is for every person to know the love of Jesus and every person to be born again, every person to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Father, I've shared tonight about being those of us that are saved in our attitudes because I'm talking to the church. But, Father, there may be somebody watching or there may be somebody here that really needs a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to know how much God loves them, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. And that's what it's all about. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. And that's what it's all about. It seems so simple. But Father, everyone in this room that has made Jesus the Lord of their life, we know that when we cried out to God and we truly meant it with our heart and said, Lord Jesus, we believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Oh, and when he did, and we said, Lord Jesus, you're our Lord, you're my Savior, I'm going to make heaven, I'm going to miss hell, it changed our lives. So, Father, if anyone's watching here, or if anyone's here, I ask the Holy Spirit to touch their lives. It's that simple little prayer of, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I believe with all of my heart that you came, that you lived, that you died, and that you were raised from the dead just for me so that I might have eternal life. So I take take that. And Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. It's that confession that changes our lives. It gets us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. Lord, I thank you for that because it's all about the harvest. Why do you want us to have this at it? Because you want people to be born into the kingdom of God and go to heaven. And Lord, I thank you for that now in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.